Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Brief cargo said you were coming back. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, and I got a regular with us, we have Dave. Hey everybody. And we got a very special guest. We got Brandon with us to talk about XTC. How's it going, Brendan? Going pretty well. Uh, now, I am going to be drinking for this, so I decided to bring just a couple friends. Oh, okay. All right. The more the merrier. Who uh, who'd you bring with you? Uh, so to start off with, I brought the MVP of the entire tournament. I brought our coach, Jonas. Uh, I also brought our captain, Cam, and a couple other players, Jean-Francois and Scott. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I need to grab a drink now, then. Okay. I'm just kidding. The fridge is too far away. Um, all right. Welcome, everybody. Well, hello. So, hello there. Hey. Hello. It's a, it's a Canadian XTC party, and it... I, uh, this is awesome. I'm so happy to have you all here. Uh, so, Brendan... Um, I didn't know all these people were coming. I didn't bring enough snacks. Party crashers, man. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll, we'll work it out. I'll have to go to the variety store or something. Anyway, it, it's nice to have you all here. We're going to be talking uh, about this past weekend, how you guys crushed it. Uh, can, uh, Canada crushed it at the Team XTC 2022 and yeah we'll go we'll start with uh with my original guest plan uh we got brendan uh what did you end up uh taking to xtc uh for the group stages uh i'm traditionally a many ships player i more ships is more fun that's just science Mm -hmm. uh so we're originally looking at separatists but then Stephen kim like rythos he said hey you guys realize you could fit five Y-Wings and fit in a pod into a list? So I took that for the group stages. Uh, I love the Y-Wings. I uh, went 4-0 with them, including uh, the decisive win against Marcel uh, in the Canada-USA series. Yeah, but then, I'm sure we'll get into that a bit more. Yep. Uh, like, over dinner at Gen Con, we were like, like, I just had a thought, like, hey, wait a second. Two Y-Wings, that's eight points. That could just be Commander Poe and BB-8 in a pod. So I wound up taking to the finals of XTC a swarm, and one of those ship pieces in the swarm was uh, Poe with proton torpedoes. Oh. Wow. 
and totally rude of me. I totally forgot to ask, where are you uh, flying from and what squadron do you represent? So I'm based in Guelph, Ontario. Uh, I'm So uh, that's Gonk Squad territory. However, I do do double duty. I'm too good of a pilot for just one squadron. So I'm also uh, in Kitchener's uh, Grand River X-Wing squadron. Excellent. So you got the jersey and everything. I got jersey. I got the shirt with my own official Gong Squadron uh, call sign. Awesome. We'll go uh, just so we can uh, get everybody's input here without having everybody being quiet for too long. Um, and then we'll kind of all bounce off each other. Uh, so we'll go down to, from what I see at the top of the Discord here, we got Jonas. How's it going, Jonas? Hello. It's going pretty well. Awesome. Uh, whereabouts are you flying out of, and uh, what what squadron uh, do you represent? I'm I'm uh, all the way out in the west coast in uh, Vancouver, and uh, I guess this is uh, Sea to Sky Squadron territory. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I listened to the podcast a while back. Um, what was? I don't I don't think that there is one anymore. I think that no, that stopped. But they came back and played a little bit, but I haven't oh, okay. seen them for for a month or two now. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, cool. Uh, and you didn't have a list per se. You were the coach, correct? No, I. Well, more more like a assistant to Cam. Mostly, I, I did most of the uh, um, you know, data entry, all, all the spreadsheet stuff. So yeah, that's um whatever he needed to do. I was I was there for him. All the stuff that Cam didn't want to do. Something like that, yeah. All the stuff that I'm bad at, Jonas is good at. That's why Jonas is here, and that's also yep. why Jonas is the MVP of the whole tournament. I also want to say Jonas was uh like staying up with us for the couple of like the super early rounds at like two AM, three AM our time and like encouraging us on, and that was tremendous help. That's amazing. Yeah, really cool. All right. Our fandoms cannot be underestimated. Indeed. Uh, next down the list here, we got Cam Murray. Cam, you're you're familiar. We we've, we've had you on the podcast before. Thank you so much for coming back. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you were or are uh, currently Team Canada's captain, and you you've played in a few of the games. So, uh, first of all, which uh, squadron do you represent, and whereabouts are you flying from? So, um, I'm flying for the GRX out of Kitchener, uh, which is, you know, the hometown of the GRX crowd, which is Grand River X-Wing, um, which is out of Flint's. Hooray for Flint's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I flew Scum in the final. I did not play the group stage, because we had uh, the always ridiculously talented Evan Cameron playing for us during the groups. He was unfortunately not able to make the final, and he's on vacation right now, so shout out to Evan. I hope you're having fun without the rest of us. But yeah, yeah, and I'm sure we can we can talk about his list and what he flew as well. Um, Absolutely. We thought it'd be too easy if we had Evan Cameron with us, so I mean, for the final. I don't want to say anything, but I'm pretty sure we nine we nine know that with Evan, sadly. I'm just not as good as Evan. It's very, very unfortunate true statement yeah from what i've heard he's a beast uh next down the list here 
we or uh, actually no, I'll ask you what um what faction you brought. Uh, uh -huh. I brought scum to the mm -hmm. final. I was flying my Gen Con list, which is uh, Boba Koshka Kanan. Sounds evil, and we can get we can get more in depth on that stuff in a minute. But uh, next down the list here, we got JF uh, Godro. and uh, is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm bad at pronunciations, so. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can you tell me which squadron you represent and whereabouts you're flying from? Yeah, I'm flying from the south, south shore of Montreal in the Escadron Millennium Condor. You might know uh, Bruno Lavigueur uh, for his various podcasts. And uh, yes. more specifically, I'm uh, flying from the Escadrille Salt. So it's a small group in the south shore, south shore of Montreal. Excellent. I believe that I played against Bruno in the Toronto System Open a couple years back. He's a great guy. Yeah, excellent. Uh, what uh, what faction did you end up flying for the for the tournament? I flew First Order, also uh, a list known as a crispy special. <laughs> so First Order control list with the uh, Wilo, Malaris, Scorch, and two bombers with chaffs. Very, very effective list. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, next down, we got Scott. Uh, Scott Lawson. And thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you, Luke. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe I know who you represent. But uh, just for the listeners, where are you flying from? And what squadron do you represent? I am flying out of London, Ontario. And I am squad mates with both Luke and Dave, the host of the show. And we play at Game Chamber. Awesome. Uh, what uh, faction did you end up taking uh, to the XTC? Well, I ended up playing Empire, specifically Defender Vader and five TIE Fighters. Because Ace Swarm lists are something that I've played since first edition. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So now let's get into the nitty gritty uh, of the lists that you guys brought. You guys can all chime in, absolutely. I'm sure that you had plenty of talking back and forth in your private chats about how to fine tune each of your lists. Uh, so if there's anything that you guys want to bring up uh, about them, or, uh, but we'll just, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Brendan's list your resistance list that you were uh, just talking about. You had your crazy resistance swarm. Yeah, so it felt a little dirty being able to fit that many ships in. So it's BB-8. I've got Chewbacca crew just because he's a two-pointer and doesn't have too much loadout. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got Finn, so Finn has Perceptive Co-Pilot and Heroic and also Predator, so... Finn just takes way too much energy to kill, and he also just dumps out way too much damage, so you're kind of screwed either way, regardless of whether or not you decide to shoot at him. Uh, then I've got three Y-Wings. They've all got turrets of some sort, and bombs, and also uh, Ferrisphere paint. Uh, and then I also have Poe Dameron with uh, Proton Torpedoes and Heroic and uh, Ferrisphere Paint. It is just the Commander Poe, but it still means he gets to double mod his uh, Torpedoes. 
and I spammed the Ferrisphere paint all over. Uh, so I wound up being a sort of counter to the Rebel list because we knew everyone was going to bring it, especially it was looking a lot more powerful earlier on, mm-hmm. where it's just, we're going to launch torpedoes. And so my list said, okay, fine. You're allowed having your torpedoes if you want, but you're going to be stressed. So we're going to be, and I'm just going to zip in behind you. So have fun killing me when you can't shoot me. Yep. Yeah, that's that's really fun. So pretty much uh, when you're doing matchups, you're one of the lists that probably gets picked last because nobody wants to deal with that. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cam could sort of go into the details, but the way the pairing system worked was uh, we had two counters to the Rebels. It was me and Jean-Francois. Uh, so they would always keep the rebels back because they didn't want them paired into the counters. Mm-hmm. Then eventually we just wind up being the very last stuff, anyways. And uh, then Jean Francois was a more obvious. This is bad for rebels. So then they would pick me and not realize how bad it was going to be, especially if they weren't aware of the Ferris fair paint and would then take a lock and be like. Okay, you can have a stress. Wait, what? Yeah. The uh the Ferrosphere paint was uh kind of my idea at the beginning, and then it just became more and more of just ridiculously good medical, especially yeah. into uh uh in, especially to a meta where we can basically curate pairings. Uh mm-hmm. so Brendan and JF often ended up being the last two lists paired in the system. Because uh, they're trying to keep their Rebel Alpha lists out of having to face one of them. And I'll basically the way it, everything, the way the pairing system works out is every Rebel list we played except for one of, no, two, except for two of them ended up into one of those two people. So, and the and... first one was me taking a dive. And the second one was Andrew taking a dive. And Andrew and I both won our games. So that was pretty, pretty hilarious as well. I wound up with six of those rebel lists. Yes, he did. Because uh, as it turns out, people see chaff and go, you know, I don't think I would like to face that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, it's just not something I want to see. I'll play it. I don't want to. I don't want to see it across the table. Him. Amazing. It's fine if I run it, but if other people do it, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh boy! Pretty much, and uh, I'll I'll point out uh, one of the elephants in the room is that you Team Canada, you guys are the only ones that didn't run rebels at all, which is kind of you guys were the only ones that didn't run rebels, right? That is, I got yep. that right? And we're also the team that ended up top of the ladder. Funny how that works. Uh, the highest rebel performance was five and four. Yeah, was... uh, Spain and uh, England, England, which it was Ollie Pocknell, world champion, running it. Um, it was Marco. One second, I'm gonna find the guy's name. I think his name's Daniel. Oh, it's Daniel. You're right, it is Daniel from Spain. Yeah, I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce his name because I'll butcher it. So, yeah, it's Daniel from Spain, and uh, the two of them were running uh, non standard Rebel Alpha. So they did uh, a lot. They did better than the the standard Rebel Alpha. Yeah, mainly they had either three ships that were just 
had a lot of end game, but also had munitions, or like a crazy toolbox in the case of Spain's uh, version, which just was able to deal with a lot more oncoming threats than just I'm throwing torpedoes and then I'm done. Especially since some of those uh, Dutch variations, they put proton torpedoes on Dutch, so then you've thrown two proton torpedoes, and you don't have a turret. So, like, at that stage, he is just a target lock machine. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this is just such a Brandon list, like, both these lists. I I can't really... I can't see a lot of other people running that many Y-Wings, especially for your your group stage. I could see... Uh, Yeah, so the funny thing was... uh, uh, our local league, our finals. Like, I was running four of the Y Wings and Jess, and like some of the newer players were like, "Whoa, that's a lot of Y Wings!" And but I had previously won the hyperspace qualifier portion of a uh, system open with five Y Wings. So, like, from my point of view, it's like, eh, could be more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like in the last meta, like in Legacy X Wing. Um, four X-Wings was a lot. Or four Y-Wings was a lot, depending on what the loadout was. Or four HMPs. I mean, this... I don't think that could even stand a chance right now. Imagine five HMPs. Oh, I, I like that. 20 loadout. 20 plus loadout. Um, yeah, so the, the resistance flag was something that we kind of arrived at one because Brandon could fly it really well and two because it was a soft counter to Rebel Alpha which we knew mm-hmm. would be or which I knew would be extremely prevalent in the meta and then uh, basically uh, after group stages everyone else kind of caught on too that Wowing Spin Spam was going to end up being like a very dominant factor in resistance so a couple other teams started picking up uh, resistance as well some with Wowing Spam some without yeah, like, if generally they all had Poe or uh, Ray, and then just filled the rest out with Y wings. Uh, but we all know that the true source of power is the Y wings. Yeah. Yeah, when they came out, I just I just aimed towards like Chewbacca, Falcon, uh, like has been the fireball and three Y wings. I thought that looked pretty good, but. You're just making these six ships less that are like crazy efficient. I mean, in an objective play, and uh, Joe kind of hard to top. Joe K, I think his last name starts with K, made top four at Gen Con with Chewbacca and like Y Wings and Kaz. So it's definitely still a very viable list. Mm-hmm. You should totally fly it. You should totally fly it. Just saying. I'll be taking this to the Montreal Worlds qualifier coming up. When is that? I only got one. I only got one pack of Y wings. So buy another. What are you doing? Uh, we're split a pack. Easy. Buy the French the, pack. When is the Montreal uh, <laughs> yeah. tournament? October. Uh, October fifteenth. Cool. Because fun fact: when you buy the French pack, you also get. A Spanish dials and cardboard in there, so you get four dials for the price of two. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, they that started that hilarious. with the the Thai Baron 
uh, Von Rigtai. So we just like stopped buying in English and buy it in French so we could like proxy or whatnot. Get well, you get double the upgrades. Uh, double fair. the upgrades. Well, that's yeah, awesome. That's so you can just use the Rebel or Scum Wise with it instead. That's cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Jeff over here with the life hacks. <laughs> All right. Send me over uh, a French pack. <laughs> um, awesome. Any more inputs on that resistance list? I'm sure we'll touch on it later, but. Yeah, I think we could probably touch on it later. Uh, basic point is Y Wings and Poe and Pod's good. Oh, I should s say the name that I have it saved under Yasp. It's uh, saved as three Ys, two pods, and a Poe in a pear tree. Oh, boy. I didn't know that you could make names that long <laughs> in Yasp. Incredible. Okay. Uh, we got uh, Cam. Let's uh, let's talk about what you ended up bringing to the, uh, the final stage. Well, uh, as I said before, Evan unfortunately couldn't uh, play for us in the finals. Mm -hmm. And our other sub, who is uh, Andrew Orr's younger brother, Alex, uh, also couldn't make it because he was scheduled to work. So, then I, well, I mean, I guess I'll play in the finals because I'm our other sub. And we don't really have anybody else right now. So I ended up playing in the final and I just brought my Gen Con list because that's what I was comfortable with and knew the most. Uh, was the best call? Mm, debatable. Uh, I mean, I, I think I it worked. <laughs> it worked fine, but like, I think that I probably like if I had uh, basically if, if Alex had played instead, we probably would have brought CIS, and I think that would have potentially had a higher performance than Scum into the the XTC meta specifically. But um, personally, I like I'm just better with the Scum. Fire sprays than <laughs> the uh, droid swarm type deals. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so you ended up bringing Boba, uh, Koshka, and you know what? Why why two fire sprays when you could also have a ship? Let's uh, let's let's throw Kanan in there because it's because it's rude. So it's also free. They just give yeah. you a third ship for free. They just gave it to you. They just let you take it for no consequences. There's no bidding anymore, so you don't have to bid ridiculously. You just bring a third ship for fun. Why not? You, Cam, have you flown that list against Brendan? Against the wilding uh, list? I did, but not with the fire sprays. I flew oh. Boba Bosk at a local tournament, and it was very funny. And, and uh, uh, how'd that end? Uh, I won, but only because Brendan slightly messed up his engage. Okay. I, I do think it's just generally not a good matchup for me. So the Y wings, uh, the Ys don't want to see fire sprays. Is the yeah, or like turreted yeah. ships really in general? And fire sprays, or I, I consider yeah. fire sprays a turreted ship. Sure. Yeah. Cool. I was just curious. Yeah. I also like uh, both my fire sprays are running better in tail gunner as well, which also isn't great for uh, large yeah. ship counts. Especially when with a uh, scenario play and have to run around, grab objectives or whatever for positioning. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you've become kind of a uh, pro with these uh, medium-based fire sprays, dealing with all these objectives. I mean, it doesn't matter what objective it is; you seem to be able to handle it all right. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, 
it's just about knowing what your win condition is, and then you have to play into the win condition hard every single round. Mm -hmm. I would say they don't they don't like salvage very much, but Uh, I mean salvage, no one really likes very much. So whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll Uh, also say uh, Evan Cameron was also running two fire sprays. He was, but he was running them in. He was running them in separatists. Django, Baby Boba, and Grievous. So it was kind of a lateral uh, shift. Oh wow! I'm I'm curious. Is that list anywhere? I'd love to look at it. Uh, I'll pull it up. Keep talking. Yeah. Um. Because right now I'm flying Django, Previs, and Grievous. Um, uh, but I would love yeah, to I... figure out what kind of Boba he was running because. So far, I haven't really been able to make anything that I really like. There you go. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah, this is shockingly similar to uh, basically what I was running on uh, with uh, Boba Kasha. He just gets slightly more toys because uh, CIS have better force crew and Django has 27 loadout instead of 22. Yeah. So in this cam, um, what are the loadouts that you picked? Uh, what kind of upgrades did you use to kind of tackle the field? Uh, so I have chaff on Boba, which is just incredibly useful. Basically, it's a if you can bring chaff, bring it type meta right now. Um, but yeah, like um, other than that, I've got seismics on Kashka. Blowing up chaff is always fun, and uh, people don't see it coming. As it turns out, launching chaff and dropping a seismic charge with the second ship, very effective still, and hilarious. That's actually awesome. Uh, and then Notorious on Koshka at I3 instead of like I4+, plus, also very handy. Uh, the one downside is is if you get experienced, you can lose Koshka before she shoots, which is unfortunate, but that was totally happened to me in at least two of my losses, where I just blanked out, didn't have enough rerolls or tokens to survive, which just sucks, but is what it is. Hmm. But then obviously like Cybernetics on both the fire sprays too. Cybernetics is just really, really strong in fire sprays. Absolutely. Um and then yeah. of course Maul on Kanan, because if you're not putting Maul on Kanan, you're probably doing it wrong. Unless no, I've like seen- I see a lot of patience in the child, in but the child is cool and all, but also like Maul is hilarious. Uh, Maul, Maul is very funny because it's after you take damage. So like, mm-hmm. if you have a great opening engage and they haven't shot Kanan because he's out of range, you can seismic a rock that he's next to, deal one damage to Kanan, and uh, Maul your force charge back <laughs> because it's whenever you suffer damage. Yeah, I mean, it's. Ungodly. Why not? If they're it's not un- going to shoot Kanan anyway, ungodly powerful. If you pull shenanigans like that, uh, you could even self bump, take damage, and uh, maul to get it back if you need to. Yeah, because you don't care about his shot, which oh. is why pa- patience is okay. But yeah, yeah, he's not there to force at all times. Occasionally, the two die shot does things. The one die shot will probably never do anything. So, yeah. It's in my opinion, it's the best of both worlds. And then on top of that, patience requires you to point your front arc at enemy ships, which is not always correct. Uh, so, like in my opinion, Maul's just more flexible. It doesn't get you like as much upfront ability usage, but it is more flexible in the long run, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Awesome. Awesome list. I love it. Uh, next, we got uh, JF. Uh, what did what exact list did you end up bringing to your uh, to the first rounds and then to the finals? Uh, the lists were almost the same. I made uh, some uh, minor changes to Malaris and Grudge. So uh, I have um, Kylo and the TIE Whisper with Instinctive Aim, Concussion, Missiles, Malice, Lone Wolf, Sensor, Scramblers, and Munition Failsafe. Mm-hmm. Then I got Dread with the Chaps, uh, Skill Bombardier, Proximity Mines, and then Grudge. In the first group phase, I had Crack Shot, Electro Chaff Missiles, Proximity Mines, and uh, Skill Bombardier. And then Malarus with uh, Fanatical in Cluster Missiles. And Scorch with Fanatical Predator Advanced Optics. Uh, and definitely, then... definitely another nasty list I never want to see across from me. And then when I when I um, we finished the group phase, uh, Crackshot never triggered on a Grudge, so I switched it for Elusive because he's get he's getting shot a lot. And then the delayed fuse can be uh, can be sneaky as well because you can prox mine your own ship, put a fuse on it, and then your opponent flies over it because he wasn't expecting you to drop on your own ship. So it's another option you have to drop some proxies on people, which is great. No, that's. That's really fun when you have the option. Absolutely. And of course, I mean, they're only six health to agility. Elusive is definitely worth it, I think. And this list like doesn't have lots of offensive powers. You kind of rely on your auto damage. And Grudge makes the proximity mines so much more effective. So people like to just shoot him down whenever they get the chance. So that's why Elusive, I think, is uh, the better call here. Uh, do you guys have any um, other input on the list? Maybe um, some undiscovered tricks that I can do that hadn't... Hey, uh, Jeff, why don't you uh, talk about why you switched over to Lone Wolf on uh, Kylo? Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of people prefer to put uh, advanced optics on Kylo, so he's like crazy efficient with his concussion missiles because you just focus instinctive aim and then you have you like almost always do three with your concussion, and if you don't, you just munition fail safe and keep going. Mm-hmm. But instead, uh, I put lone wolf instead, but it's not for the lone wolf, it's for the sensor scramblers because, uh, most of the games you have high initiative flankers or things like Anakin in this 7B, and it's coming from the flank or a, a Darth Vader coming in. So the sensor scramblers allow you to like even. You can move and just evade and be cloaked, so he cannot shoot you effectively because he can take a target lock and you're just stacked defensively. Or just decloak and go past and shoot out of the turret arc from behind. It gives you options and allows you to survive into the endgame. And when you're in the endgame, Lone Wolf, that's that's where it shines. So when you're flanking hard with, uh, with Kylo, you can use your reroll on your missiles, which is great. And then uh, if you survive in the end game, you can also have your uh, reroll defensively or offensively, whatever happens. So that's great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, every every game I see with a, a Whisper Kylo, it blanks out at some point. So Lone Wolf comes in very handy. 
but he has to be alone. And that's a list that likes to be jammed up. So there's often there's often a traffic jam in the middle of the map, and like you cannot. You don't have to uh, force your lone wolf triggers and stay out of the fight because Kylo needs to be in there to uh, get those nasty attacks. It's it's more useful in the end game or if you're if you're flanking hard in the early game. But at some point, there's a traffic jam. There's uh, there's chaffs everywhere and prox mines too. So you have to get dirty and get in there. All right. Some awesome first order advice there. Uh, let's let's move down to Scott. Uh, Scott, you brought Empire. I sure only, did. And you brought the Dark Lord of the Sith with you as well. Uh, let's chat a bit about uh, this list. Which uh, what exact pilots and upgrades did you bring? Well, I brought the standard Darth Vader shenanigans with five Hype Fighters, Jingoists, Iden, Wampa, and Valen. In group stage, I did the cluster missile version because I didn't know what we were going to be facing too much, and I wanted to have an answer for swarms if we needed it. Mm-hmm. But no one brought swarms, so it's like, well, taking heavy laser cannon instead because a lot more high agility ships, you can punch through pretty agility ships a lot easier, especially with Vader's abilities. And then Iden, ISB Jingoists, all standard, like elusive Iron Cannon, Iden. Cybernetics, Jingoists, Marksman, Valen, and Elusive Wampa. Just efficient ships, good objectives. They can wear down pretty much any ship with they get like two or three of them on you. And they'll just take in strains, ion cannon shots at range one. And eventually they'll just wear down and die. Awesome. Yeah, I did watch a couple of your games. You had I think you had a really, really close one. That I saw with Doug Howe, that was an incredible game. And that last uh, shot, that last yeah, shot, yeah, that was uh, it was in your grasp, but I mean, I think it all worked out in the end. I almost brought our our motto to bear, but not not quite. Our motto being, if you're losing, just win instead. Indeed. And for a brief moment, I was winning, and then you just rolled four hits. I was like. With the blinded pilot. Yeah, with the blinded pilot, dude. <laughs> yeah. F. This, uh, not today. It's okay, though. You applied our motto when you were playing Nobby in the final. Yeah, our 90-minute game. <laughs> the 90-minute the 90 game against Nobby. So, Poor Nobby. Let this be a lesson to everyone listening. If you're playing in an online <laughs> tournament, don't forget to set your clock at your table. <laughs> it's really important occasionally. <laughs> Especially if you're just going off the global timer and you start early. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, you, you actually should tell the story because it's pretty funny. Yeah, I was I was just about to ask everybody if there's any um, stories that you guys wanted to go to. Like, if there's any really tense moments, like really sweaty moments, really funny moments. Who was the let's, top let's, opponent? Let's get into it. Uh, if we want to start off with the, uh, our motto, uh, when you wouldn't lose, just win instead. Uh, so, as mentioned, I was coming up into all of the Rebel Alphas, and my list has a really good close, so that all the Rebel Alphas would shoot off their munitions, I'd fall behind, and then manage to close the gap. So, 
Like, it, it was nervy, because I had, I think, four wins where I was down by the end of a round by five points. And against Dr. Khan uh, was the really ridiculous one, where I was down 12 to 19 uh, on salvage, and, like, the, I saw the blueprint of how to get out. Like, I have to pop Luke's crate off and also kill Wedge. And I did those, and it came down to 2020. And then I killed Luke the last round uh, for 27 to 21. So, like, that's the moment where when you would lose, just win instead became the official motto. Uh, and in the same round, uh, Deslin applied it. Yeah, so that like be bad for me because I lost Valen to a range one from Poe, like, this third turn. And Wampa pretty much got almost got one shot and lost both my crates. And I'm just falling behind. I keep shooting. Z- what is it? ZZ? ZZ Daily? ZZ. ZZ, yeah. ZZ just rolled three penny like every shot. And it was just like, I'm I'm doing nothing this game. Like, I'm just absolutely just doing nothing. And then, like, the third last turn, I killed ZZ after, like, putting like 10 Vader shots into this A Wing. And then I fly across the board and just basically just kill Poe with one shot. Nice. That's that's a pretty awesome success story. <laughs> just yeah, if you're losing, just win instead. I like it. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Uh, so when I came to the um. What do you guys call it? The the first rounds. Groups. The uh, the groups the group stages. Um, yeah. Let's just anybody chime in if there's. What was your? I guess we've already talked about a couple of sweaty moments. Um, who was the toughest opponent? Yeah. The toughest country to play against. Uh, not necessarily yeah. one single opponent. I mean the team. Mm. Well, the only one to beat us was the United States in all of our games. Yeah, but that was in the Americans. finals, right? I hate those guys. Groups and like we only lost the USA once. That's the only loss we had. Yeah. Yeah. So in the group stages, we did manage to five zero both uh, Hungary and uh, Serbia, uh, and we four one Switzerland. So the USA is the only team. Took it sort of close at three and two, and again based on Scott's loss, like it was pretty close to a four-one. It was yeah. 50, yeah. I mean, if, if Boba doesn't roll a natty out there, <laughs> we win four-one. <laughs> so it, it was very close to a four-one in, in groups, anyway. Also, also, Brendan's game against Marcel was pretty close, also. It was also close, yeah. That came down to a shot. Yeah, so that one... uh, I thought I could exploit Django being isolated. Uh, I I think I probably still should have, but the way the dice uh, panned out, I just didn't. But then he decided to double search. I just went on droid-popping mission for the rest of the game. And... Like... I. I saw my blueprint at the end, like the very last turn, like 
just kill this droid, half of this droid, and I'm good. And uh, I had two ships on one droid duty and one on ha- like getting an ion cannon shot to just have the other one. And I was getting pretty worried when my first uh, Y-Wing just whiffed its shot into a droid. Yeah, uh, yeah managed to put up, though, and... Uh, after all of the trash talking that had happened earlier, like getting the th- like the decisive win in that series against uh, Marcel of all people was oh so sweet. Oh yes, oh, okay. Uh, I should clarify. All the talking is allowed. You guys can say whatever you want. I really don't care. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys have, uh, if there are some trolling happening. I don't care if you guys want to bring it up. It's all good. Um, yeah. Well, I, I do suppose it's at this point that we should uh, shout out Marcel for, uh, one, not believing in us, two, shit-talking us on uh, Fly Better, and then three, uh, predicting that we would choke in final. So shout out to you, Marcel. Uh, your predictive powers never cease to amaze me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe everything he said the opposite happened, so it's all good. Well, and uh, obviously, let's say we're going to blow through uh, everything, and uh, we would probably choke in finals, and then USA ended up uh, day one of finals at, what, 2-3? I think it might have been 1-4. I don't know, though. I can double-check. Surprise, surprise. The Americans have a huge ego and lots of talk and can't back it up, just like in hockey. Uh... So said, they started did go off one. So you know, shout out yeah. to Marcel for actually being good at X-wing. But uh, uh, they lost was... to Australia. I'm only kidding. And then the Philippines. Uh, and then they lost against the Czech Republic. Yeah. So yeah, they did end two three on the first day, which it was, two, three was basically just about eliminated. And was there? Yeah. Is it just one? Uh, one, one. Sorry, one team per country. There wasn't two Canadas and two, you know. Yeah, so it tries to follow FIFA rules. So for the most part, that's one team per country, but there's some FIFA oddities that carry on over that they don't want to break up the home nations. So Great Britain gets four teams. They get uh, all Ireland, England, uh, Scotland, and Wales. Right. FIFA rules. Hooray for FIFA rules. Because it, it, I mean, it, so you guys had to register pretty quick and be on the ball uh, to get your team in there above, like ahead of anybody else. No. Um, so the way the teams work in XTC is uh, basically the captaincies are almost like, I want to I want to say like hereditary, but like basically people just keep them year to year. Uh, and then like whoever was captain before, there's a petition process. So if someone else has like a problem with how I was running Team Canada, mm-hmm. they can apply through this entire system to like become captain of their country, like captain of the country instead of me. Okay. Um, it's so like the some... USA could. Yes. The USA could start a civil war. Yes, in theory, it's possible, but also like it's plastic spaceships. Get over yourselves. Um, right. 
yeah, basically, uh, and that's like, an, I mean, it's, that, that, it it's whoever volunteered to run it. So th the reason that uh, Team US is basically Team Gold Squadron is the the first year that the US participated, it was in Poland, and they had like I think two or three months notice. So it was basically whoever could travel to Poland at that time. Yeah, and they were, and Dion was doing the whole uh, around the world tour thing. He was streaming yes. anyway at that time. So Dion was streaming anyway, and he sponsored the team. Right. And like, I mean, I paid. There's an entry fee of like eighty euro. Mm -hmm. uh, I just paid that this year because one, I didn't think anyone else would be willing to step up as captain, <laughs> and I didn't want to not feel the team. So I straight up just paid the eighty euro and said, "Screw it, I'll be captain this year." So. Yeah, so did uh, everybody, so each country had to pay in to get in. Yeah, um, um, the, so... And that just went to the organizers? Or? Yes, it goes into organization and pricing, mostly. It's almost entirely pricing, like the shipping of the prizes specifically. Shout out to Australia. Thanks, Australia. <laughs> Making shipping interesting for everybody. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's basically just for pricing and then like to help, like, help out the organizers because uh organizing and running xcc is basically a second full-time job uh for those people mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot of time the the yeah. time commitments for like even for our players uh like in group stages when it's one game a week uh usually some of the players will be playing like two or three practice games on top of their actual match and then like just as captain i'm doing like two to three hours of pairings prep usually per week. Yeah, so as soon as you played your your last game on stream uh and you finish and Boba killed everybody except for Django it's like okay, it's done. Now what? I didn't realize that you guys were like how it worked with prizing and stuff like that. So what kind of prizes do you guys end up getting or is that a secret? Uh so like Louis uh, Louis Long is doing. I think it's. Is that his last name? Am I going crazy? Yeah, it is Louis Leong. Yeah, yeah Louis Leong. Yeah, he's uh he's doing prizes for the XTC this year. So everyone is getting gold uh Beskar charge tokens with the XTC logo on them, like stamped into them. It looks super cool. So everyone who participated, all the participants are getting those, and then all of the uh participants are also getting those really slick uh one eight six objective tokens. With uh, basically it's uh the XTC logo on them, and all of the finalists. So it's everyone who made the final gets the finalists, and then the backs of those tokens, uh, have all of the individual team logos on them, and then we, because we won, get a set that say champions with our logo on them. Cool, which is pretty sweet. I thought we like they were coming with like various battle scenes throughout the uh. Yeah, that's, in, that's, on the, that's on the front. I think we actually get a set of ten. Uh, ah, I cool. might be wrong, but I think they, I think we also get a set of ten. Uh, Louis does some really cool stuff. Uh, so if you want any of that kind of stuff, he's got an Etsy with uh, slash L O R Y L. Luril or something. Luril. Luril. Yeah, Luril. 
I seen his tournament kit uh, in uh, Montreal about a few months ago, and the best card charges are awesome, and pretty much everything in there is gorgeous. Like from the the alt arts to the the various commando charges, everything he does is pretty nice. So take a look. They're super hot, and Ewoks. We've got a tournament kit for the Gonk Open, so whenever we hold that, uh, you guys are more than welcome to. Make your own attempt to get some of those silver mes- uh, best card charges. Mm-hmm. Hopefully give us uh, a couple weeks notice to book some time off. The uh, Gonk Open, famous for its ridiculous prize support that we still have no idea how Brendan gets his hands on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I'd like to ask uh, Jonas, uh, I know that I don't want to have you feel left out because you didn't exactly have a list to talk about or anything. So I was just wondering if there was any uh, cool moments or uh, memories made during the XTC that you want to mention. Man, you have to. I have to talk. You mean? Yeah. Come on. Oh wow. <laughs> I thought I was just here to to sit in the background. Um. Well, Scott's Scott's win against uh, that poor Ray Zizi list was pretty damn cool because that was like a. Yeah, I saw, I saw him uh, just easily uh, just dodge everything uh, he threw at her, and then he just uh, gets Poe right at the very end there. But, um, that last round against Germany, I know uh, he's not here, Andrew, but uh, his his game against um, Sven. Yeah, and Sven. That was, uh, yeah, it's a really good game. I mean, he he got really lucky. Yeah, uh, you know, there were a couple of uh, torpedo whips, but. Um, you know, it capped off a really nice two days. Uh, so if I could say that series against Germany, we only needed two wins to squeeze it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of the entire team that we saw we only needed two wins to uh, squeeze out like a win on tiebreakers. And mm-hmm. instead we decided to crush Germany 4-1. Like, super proud of everyone. That was pretty awesome, yeah. Oh man, if only I had the strength to get up that early. I don't even know if any of the games were being streamed that early. Um, were any? Were a lot of the games recorded from the finals? Like from uh, from the? There are a few, but honestly, not that many. Uh, most because one, Dion was streaming his own event that day, and two, uh, most of the other American streamers uh, don't want to get up at two a.m. Weirdly. Mm-hmm. Weird, I know, but uh, yeah. And even for the European streamers, like they still have to get it's set like up a bit too end. early. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, selfish. A, a lot of this, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are playing too. So, uh, the three channels I believe is there's some game one days from Hexiled. Uh, there's some games on the Chancelier of uh, day one and two, and uh, Fun Walk also streamed. Uh, some day one and day two. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Speaking of oh, that, uh, Brendan, did you get the chance to see your uh, game on Funwalk? Uh, I did. Yeah, he did. He he had no clue on at the very beginning. There, he he <laughs> he was pretty yeah. low on. Oh no, BB 8s dead. What a tragedy! <laughs> this is terrible. Whatever <laughs> will I do? <laughs> I will never points. financially I'll never financially recover from this. <laughs> there was also a fun moment of that game where 
Uh, he has a 4K dialed in with Wedge. And I've already like announced Ferrosphere, so he knows it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a 4K dialed in with Wedge. And then Dutch takes a lock. And he does it all in quick succession. Like, okay, uh, now Dutch... Or now Wedge gets the lock, and then he flips his dial for Wedge from the 4K. And I was like, whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is Dutch going to take a stress? And he's like, oh. Uh, yeah, Dutch will take a stress. Okay, is Wedge going to take a stress? And he's like, yeah, no, I think I'll break that. I think instead I'll break that lock, actually. If it's all the same to you. Ferrisphere is just one of those things that you just don't see very often. Ferrisphere is pure evil, especially when spammed in that quantity. Well, I was it, used listening... to, it used to be worse. I mean, didn't it used to be like unique too, though? I don't think so. I think I think one point might have been unique. Oh, I mean, before it was just you get a you get a stress no matter what. Oh yeah, before it was literally like you lock me. Here's a stress. Have fun. Yeah, no, no take backsies. Indeed. No. So on to the finals. So that's kind of crazy. Um. So in all your respective time zones, uh, what time did each of you have to get up for uh, for day one of the finals? Well, we're all Eastern. The uh, the rough one is Andrew, who isn't here, and he had to get up at midnight to start finals. Uh, Jonas, what what time are you up at, Jonas? Because I remember us being like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was like 4 of our time when you were cheering us on. Yeah. I don't remember being up that early. I know I got up at 5 a.m. That... Yeah. On Saturday? Usually, yeah. I'm up pretty early anyway, so... So you're like deal. you're like three hours behind us, anyways, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Therefore, I am. You know, there, there's no pressure. On you were just me. going to bed. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> there was no pressure on me because I wasn't playing. I was just uh, there to watch you guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I. Uh... When I checked out for uh, my availability to play this tournament, I was like, oh, well, it's going to be easy. Like, I don't have any leagues uh, planned. I will just play one game a week. It will be very, like, casual-ish competitive. And then we won the group phase. And when I, I looked at the the actual schedule, I was like, oh, I have a tournament the whole weekend. <laughs> what time zone would that be? Oh, no. <laughs> so I asked Cam, hey, uh, what's what's the final time zone? Hmm, I don't know. Probably Europe. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, waking up at one a- 1.30 a.m. I wasn't part of the plan when I signed up. Yeah. I mean, I, I did have on that package, Jeff, all the... <laughs> I know, but all the time commitments, <laughs> and it did say in there that hey, oh, yeah. by the way, the final will be played in some all time zone in Europe. <laughs> I didn't think it would be this bad though. Last year it was better. Uh, last year I think they had it uh, closer to like four a.m. or something, so it was still terrible, but just not quite as terrible. Yeah, four a.m. is manageable, but like the one thirty, oof, that was rough. Especially I mean, on the second day, like the first day, I had like um, great sleep and it was all right. But the second one, whoa, that yeah. was rough. It's because last time I don't think the Philippines or Australia made the final. 
So, like, they didn't have to accommodate for not having it on their Monday. So they could push it, like, way back into the... Yeah. They they basically push it back earlier or later or whatever it was. But yeah, apparently because we won, uh, we'll be hosting next year, so who knows. Uh, how it works? That's I mean, no, but that, we just that is what that is what we people declared said. it. That's what, I mean, that's what people said. This doesn't we mean declared that it's officially it, so happening said, here. <laughs> yeah, we declared it, so people was like, yeah, I guess we're now like Eurovision. All right, we're gonna have to get a big warehouse. We're gonna invite all the countries. <laughs> there's there's going to be no problems with the airport and passports. It's it's going to be fine. Make it uh, fly all the way out to Saskatchewan. <laughs> Make everyone fly yeah, to Saskatchewan. We were going to have it in Andrew's backyard, right? Oh, definitely. We'll just yeah. have it in Andrew's backyard. The whole XTC. It'll be great. I hear Saskatchewan has a lot of open space. <laughs> so much so much open space for activities. You can watch Indeed. you can watch the dog run away for 3 days. Three days. It's so flat out there, you know? Oh, Make yeah. Some maple syrup with us. As long as there's whiskey in it. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> Jeff and Scott are posting 40k memes in the chat. All right, let's go. <laughs> oh, and of course, of course, we can't forget our, our most motivational, uh, the most motivational part of the weekend. The, the rock let's go meme. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So every time we got a win during the group stages, Cam posted that. Every time, without fail. Yeah. It's just too fantastic. So during the group stages, we'd keep posting the Rock Let's Go GIF with a bell rung. But so, like, with the way the uh, global timers worked, like, frequently we'd finish four games at once. So it'd just be a wall of uh, the rocks <laughs> shouting, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty great. Yeah, in our, uh, in our team, uh, our team NCX League, the gift that I just posted of Henry Cavill pumping his fists, that's our gift that we've been using. Nice. We just say, get ready to reload your fists, let's go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that rock one is pretty good. It is pretty great. So if we right, circle Jeff, back I gotta, to I gotta the jump off here. Oh, we're right, then. So uh, th- thanks Hi, for having Jonas. Me Thank you, Jonas, for all your help with the team this year. I no really problem. appreciate it, Ben. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for being uh, the team spirit. Like I said, I'm not the coach. I'm technically assistant to Cam. Assistant. Assistant close, to the good. regional assistant manager. To captain. Yeah, that's it. Assistant captain, indeed. You put in the hours. Absolutely put in the hours. Thank you so much. Right. I'll catch you guys later. Right, Thank you. Day. So if we circle back to the schedule for the finals, uh, way back when it was released, we saw, okay, so day one, we're against Italy, Czech Republic, Spain, Australia, and the Philippines. And then day two, we have, oh, the USA, England, 4-0 T, Ireland, also a 4-0 team. And then Germany, who uh, were only 3-2, but, like, we saw there were tough teams. So, like, we're like, oh, guys, Germany's day two is going to be rough. Like, yeah. day two, we're facing the three toughest teams and the states. Yeah, Germany didn't even have Timo this year, and they're still scary as hell. Yeah. Uh 
in our analysis of the matchups, like they had the scariest lists. Yeah, absolutely. When, when I was looking at everything, I was like, Ireland looks really scary. I mean, their lists uh, are basically the same as England's. Well, that was the thing with the XTC. Like, every country is scary, especially in the finals. Like, every player is a great player, and the competition is so tight. I mean, every, yeah. every matchup is hard. Yeah, but when you go 5-1 the first day, then you get a breather. 5-0, yeah. Uh, but, like, it is worth mentioning, like, the co- level of competitiveness throughout. Uh, there was only one set in all of the 45 sets that was a 5-0 blitzing, and that was England versus the Czech Republic. Otherwise, nobody got rinsed out. Uh, and the other thing I noticed is, if you look at who beat who, there's only two teams that didn't uh, beat a top-table team in there. Uh, like, just about every team could beat every other team. Yeah, and... Yeah, that it was kind of why I asked it, earlier it was about super how many tight. teams per country. I mean, you know, the U.S., Canada, I mean, even England. Uh, I know not size wise, but there's so many players, it's and you you guys narrowed it down baseball. to like what is it six? Was there six uh, per team and subs? Seven, five, five with two subs, so it's seven. Right, so, so it's also smaller than last year. So last year was seven and two subs for nine, which is just a it's a really big team. If I'm that's got to be like a percentage of the best players in the country. Like I'm not I'm not trying to make you guys heads swell, but you know you. Uh, no, yeah, make their heads swell. They're the best. It's but also uh, like you have to understand that, like a lot of people don't play like just don't play online, and that's the case for Canada as well. Yeah. A lot well, of I, great, I'm like, one of them, but the I'm not. In, I'm not in the uh, league that you guys are either. I mean, so like I could just name off a couple names who don't play online. Uh, Paul Rue, who was going to be on our team, and then bailed because he didn't have enough prep time until we're in TTS. Okay. Uh, Kalen Long doesn't play online. Oh, names I have heard. Or of, in, yes. in 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 general. Right, like Vagabond. Actually, does Vagabond play online, JF? Who's Vagabond? Vagabond. His tag is Vagabond. He's from hmm. Quebec, is he not? Um, I'm not sure. I know Vagabond. I'm probably know him by his real name. Yeah, so but, you probably uh... know him by his real name. <laughs> I I only know his tag. I only know his tag. Well, yeah, he's really good. I don't think he plays online, or and, like uh, outside of basketball. Anyway, we don't have Bohan this year either. Yeah, we lost Bohan as well. Well, he might not play at he's, all anymore. Uh, he's doing legacy stuff. He's literally running legacy stuff, so... Oh, cool. He's, like, in charge of their points balance or something. Also, shout out yeah, Bohan. Who, uh, shout out to Bohan, who helped me make the pairing system that we used to win this year, uh, last year. Uh, basically, it was the two of us, and we, like, tag-teamed the pairing system last year, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we did a really good job, like, kind of figuring out the nitty-gritty details. Uh, again, real shout out to Cam, like who got us those good pairings. Like, we probably would have won seventy percent of the games that we won without him. Awesome! Oh, the pairings were awesome. What yeah. can I say? I uh, when people let me game the system, I game the system very well, <laughs> very very well. Uh, so well, in fact, that at one point. Uh, I was referred to as uh, the mad genius of the GRX by one Mr. Timbo, and uh, it is now my tag on my jersey. 
Yeah, and I was um I'm in one of the England chats and I think I was on Ollie's podcast and I mentioned I think that you're probably you're definitely the best boba player that I know of. I mean, oh, yeah. that's playing right now. Oh. I mean, yeah. okay. So the it's very hard to claim that someone's the best player of X whatever pilot cuz usually there's no like there's Not, there's no real global competition. Our opinion. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, in my opinion, I'm the second best Boba Fenn player because I placed second highest at the last Worlds. But like, meh. It's really just a terrible metric in general. <laughs> I'm good with Boba, and uh, it's good enough for me. And then I was threatened to get kicked out of the Discord, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. Hilarious. I... Anyway, this has been absolutely awesome um it, is there any more um meme trolling moments that you guys can think of that might have happened oh uh jf has a couple screenshots from several of his games that are quite funny oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i made ages. a i made a prox mine sandwich out of a sad sad po so Aww. there's this po coming on the flank uh he wants to play with uh cloaked uh, Kylo and um, one bomber. So I rallied the second bomber and Kylo bailed while decloaking to uh, go on the other side of the board. But like he's coming in and then I just stress him so he gets stuck by the chaff and then the next turn he hits two prox mine and dies. So <laughs> didn't like he got one shot unmodded the whole game and then died. And it was the Jesus. player from Spain who just said, well, I just lost a game. So we kept we kept playing because you never know. But I mean, then I killed his um his Finn, and then I was onto Kaz, and the game was over. So yeah, it was pretty brutal. Was, yeah, there there was, was some um, concedes, right? I think uh, I had there was here. There was one concession. There you go to our team, and it was to JF. There you have the Proxmine sandwich in the chat. Yeah. So this is in the system phase. So um, Grudge already dropped his Proxmine, but then uh, this is just right after Dread boosted to drop the second one. That's Aww. so brutal. This is a sad bow. And he lost a shield the turn before, so he just died there from six damage. Wow, max hits. All oh, you mean, got, you got Grudge, grudge right? So. so Grudge, it makes uh, all three health ships sad. Because prox mines are with grudge rerolls are fifty fifty for three hits. Yeah, it's fifty percent odds at three hits, which is nuts. Like it's actually nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering, this is why uh Duncan Howard wasn't running like Ada like Ida's at all in his uh, request, and why a lot of people consider Ida's like borderline unplayable right now in the meta. It's because you have an odd. If you run into grudge, it's just oh, guess I die. Like fifty-fifty, you just lose your like five or six point ship. It's it's really yeah. rough. Right now, with most ships, it's like ooh, I really like taking a proxy mine. The bombers are just like, uh, why not both? It's fine. I'll just take yeah, both of them. Yeah, they have a they have a little too much loadout, probably. Also, chaff are way too cheap at four points. What on earth? If they go up to six and you have the choice between that and proxy mines, I think that would be even better. It is better, but the real problem is the fact that they can boost and then use um, skilled bombardier to put the chaff wherever they want. It's just too big of an area of denial. 
So we'll see. We will see what they do. I mean, they've errated much bigger things. That is true. They've errated yep. all the ailerons and stuff like that, so I'm sure they can do something. Man, I'm just going back through our matches, and I'm like really sad that I lost uh, <laughs> the Czech Republic and Spain, both of my games there. Those are the two back-to-back ones where I played droids and just got absolutely dunked on by dice. It was very sad. In Discords, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, Discords was one of them, and then like, I mean, if you if you caught my stream game with Lachan Sellier, where I like threw two hits into a Discord at range three from uh, uh, like from uh, Kanan, okay. and then he just natted the two of eights on the Discord missile, and I was like, oh. I guess it's gonna be one of those games. Yeah. Does Scott have any other memorable moments besides the destroying uh, Poe game? So in our round eight against Ireland, Cam's asking, "What do you, what do you feel we're comfortable flying in?" It's like, like I fly Ada's in Republic, so I feel pretty comfortable into this Republic list. Round two, Vader's dead. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. That was rough. <laughs> Like, well, I flew into a trap, guys. Good luck. <laughs> big, big F on that one. Yeah, uh, Ireland did the best pairings, I think, out of everyone against us. But uh, yeah, it still wasn't quite good enough for them. What was interesting to me was Germany was like the scariest team with the scariest list. The scariest and list by far. They're pairing. Their pairings was weren't odd. great. I mean, I had to sack Andrew into Rebel Alpha, which he ended up winning, which is like crazy, honestly. That's a great game, and you should definitely check it out. Uh, is that uh, one? On that fun one walk? is on. Is that one? On that fun one walk? is Fun Walk, and then they moved over to you on the Chance for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was a ridiculous game for Andrew. He played it very well. Um. But yeah, like that's listed as like uh no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's uh, pairings, and I was like, "Hey, I, I uh, kind of need you to take one for the team here. <laughs> Sorry, but your luck, unfortunately." Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think most of our losses. Let's see, one, two. Do, who else brought double decimator? Was there a third double decimator somewhere? I, I flew against the uh, catch with the double decimator. Yeah, I know you, you flew against catch, and I flew against. Uh, Matt, who was standing in for Steve Cotillo. And I lost mine, and you lost yours. Yeah. Worst, no, I lost mine because, like, I I made a mistake early on, and I think I could have done a lot better if I just, like, committed harder into the engage, probably. But, oh well. That Looks like there's like, just one double desi. Just sounds like a nightmare. Like, you've had to deal with all those double desis at um, Gen Con, and now XCC. I wanted to play against one double decimator list at Gen Con, and it was honestly fine. Oh, that was but against Will, right? It was yeah. against Will, yeah. My problem with the, the double estimator here was that, like, I just rolled really badly in the opening gauge. Uh, I, uh, in in that specific matchup, I blanked two range one shots into a decimator, which just feels really bad. You're like, mm-hmm. ah, yes, I can just roll for free damage, and I've rolled none. Hooray! <laughs> uh, yeah. So, sometimes well, it, it, it do be like that, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that it's a little bit better now that you have a little bit more time and the like more rounds to take down a decimator. But um, at least that's what I've noticed with turn two objectives. 
it's a little bit you get a little bit more time it's okay um double decimator still probably like shouldn't exist with the three tie fighters that's probably mm-hmm. not something that needs to exist in the game well, winning strategy is once. play them and chance engage yeah the strategy is roll chance engagement when you play them and uh, that's basically their only bad uh scenario it's only because they give up half points and even then it's still only three points for half a decimator which is eight damage so it feels incredibly bad still well hopefully the jingoists go up and you're forced to take the uh the obsidians boo this man boo (laughs) boo this man sorry scott your toys are broken (laughs) as long as i can have iden for five for four points that'd be great Oh, Interceptor Iden? Yeah, I mean, hmm, four points. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know about that one. She's like built yeah. in Hull upgrade. might throw you a bone. She's Who like knows? built in Hull upgrade and stuff, man. It's a, yeah. it's a really good Interceptor. But I mean, they'll be like, oh, it's sensitive controls. We'll just make her four points. And then and then all hell will break loose. Sir, sir, that's a bonus, not a downside. <laughs> Yeah, uh, also, uh, for those curious, uh, as far as I'm aware, unless they release like an FAQ with those, uh, they don't force you to standard take standard, uh, like standardized stuff, because it doesn't have the standardized text on the text of those standard loadout cards. So like standardized upgrades like sensitive controls and stuff, you can bring those, like one of those standard loadout cards with it, but you don't have to put it on all your other interceptors, because it doesn't have the standardized caveat. We'll have yeah, to see how that goes oh. because uh, there's a new doofus coming out in the Siege of Coruscant pack. Ooh. And so maybe you can run your independent calculations doofus and a networked swarm. Yeah, that might be really interesting, actually. That could be very cool. I will not lie. Well, it's more doofus. I mean, you won't be able to share the calculates like at range one, but he'll be able to like toss he'll them. Be able to toss every... them at range three into a shared swarm. Yeah. That's even yeah. better. Like that's yeah. really the best of both worlds. Yeah, like with the with this new stuff coming out, we'll have to see. But like, I really do kind of like that they're saying uh, that they'll have like some standard load of cards, and then like other ones that'll just be like the same as they've always been. Because it just opens up like the the design space a lot for them to like, hey, we're gonna try this crazy new ability and something, and then like if it breaks the game, we'll just nuke that one card into the ground, and it won't ruin the game for like six months while we figure our lives out and how to do a points update correctly. Yeah, and get a proper. I just want a proper website with some articles. I mean, it'll come, man. Like honestly, we do have that now. Honestly, COVID and like COVID and stuff has actually like ruined everything for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and like shockingly, AMG is one of them. I mean, like it's really not that shocking, but like it it really I mean, shouldn't be shocking. But for some people, it apparently, I mean, it's okay right now because I'm starting to get into Marvel Crisis Protocol a little bit. I just primed up all the minis and I'm researching all the rules. Cool. I mean, it's it's cool and all, but like so the. The main, like, the only complaint that I have right now is uh, that they could have probably gotten one OP kit out by now, like, to the public. And, like, even one, like, organized play, like, just a GNK, like, a game night kit, like, just for, like, a tournament would have been super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be really helpful for getting a lot more people out to play, just for those 
As it turns I mean, out, people shiny like, new stuff. People, people like, like shiny new prizes. Weird. Who would have known? Mm-hmm. And people don't like old generic stuff that you can't really fly anymore. Because a lot of the uh, the alt hearts from like a FFG couple a couple a kits ton, ago was just generic, generic pilots. Well, and that's because uh, when they released that, they just dropped points on generic pilots too. And then it feels bad. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to feel bad. Is the spoiler? Yeah. No matter what you do, someone will feel bad about it. Like, so we got those store champs that were first order themed, and everyone's like, eh, "I don't like first order." I didn't even play first order. I I have like, or I had, I think five or six sets of punch, and I gave them all away because I don't own any first order. <laughs> And, and like, but worlds, for example, as well. Like the prize wall was like almost all rebel stuff, like Republic punch for six pilots and uh, X-wing S foils. The twenty twenty yeah, uh, system yeah. open we didn't get was uh, all, going uh, to be like all yeah, imperial Inferno. pilots. It's all Inferno yeah. squadron, all Inferno yeah. squadron theme specifically. I actually had the challenge coin from that because uh, I bought it off one of the Europeans because I collected the challenge coins for all the all the different tournaments and stuff. Uh, yeah, the the 2020 series was going to be entirely Inferno Squadron because they're like, oh yeah, we did like Rogue Squadron last time, or like, uh, it wasn't Rogue Squadron, it was uh, like Trench Run basically. Red Squadron. It was, it was like Yavin, so Red Squadron, yeah. And then like, ah, oh, we're gonna do Inferno Squadron this time, and then they did like Plo Koon as the like theme for the entirety of Worlds, which was like, it was cool, but also like if you don't really fly Republic, it's kind of like very exclusionary. Yeah, because they got. They got that one, and they got the painted uh, Naboo as well. And then the yeah. Ahsoka. And the Ahsoka. And the, and the Ahsoka. It was the year of Jedi. And then the Vultures, got, or the CIS got a Vulture. And that that's all they have. Yep. One oh, day, yeah. there'll be a like, tournament kit that's just all separatists. One and day, AMG will, will do, one day, AMG will do the right thing. And make I like it. And make scum the Mandalorian faction and just ditch all the other ships. But until then, it'll be just sad times for everyone. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's uh, the one thing about all these new waves is I gotta learn, like, 12 new cards that come out for scum. Oh, oh no, like, my oh, faction wait, what is, is that? What is coming out. What the heck does Corky do? What the heck does the Corky do? Yeah. Corky, what in like scum? Uh, no, uh, I'm I'm thinking the about Republic. the Republic stuff too. I'm just thinking the Pride of Mandalore and all that, and then the oh. Gauntlet, and then the Razor Crest all coming out, combining have, everything together. I will not lie; I have like five like just decks of cards sitting mm. on my counter, waiting to be sorted into my binders that I've been too lazy to do so far. I, I've been. They're just gonna stay there. It'll be fine. I just decided I'm not going to sleeve everything anymore. I'm just going to sleeve whatever I play and put other stuff in binders unsleeved because I basically I basically only sleeve I only sleeve my uh, official alts like my official alt arts. Mm-hmm. And I have to get actually I need a new I need a new pack of sleeves. I usually sleeve them like double sided, so I like show on one side and then like the like an alt on the other, like whatever my favorite alt art is at the time on the other side. So I've okay. got like. Uh, so for instance, the the two ones that are I have like the most of are like I have the official boba, uh, like the coruscant boba on one, and then the um, 
I think it's our GRX on the other side of that one. And then on, on my Fenral, I have uh, the 2018 Worlds, like the double-sided Fenral 1.0-2.0. Like the 1.0 side, I had it's, uh, Simeon sign it for me. And uh, yeah, and then I've got like a... I've got one of the Helmet Series Fens on the back of that one. It's pretty great. That's awesome. So were you at the 2018 Worlds? Then? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, awesome. Me and me and Eric Z went down. That was just before I got into it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was really silly though, because like me and Eric Z and then a couple of the Salt Squad dudes. I think there was like in total maybe eight Canadians at Worlds 2018 in total. There might have been more, but like I didn't know people back then, or I didn't know everyone. Yeah, there are very few of us. Just so and we had thirty six, I think, for uh, twenty nineteen. We had a lot more because Tim got involved. Yeah, yeah. Tim, the captain of the party bus. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Oh, um. Before we head off, uh, does anybody have any shoutouts? like crazy shout outs or any last stories that you guys want to mention before we start um, slowing down? Crazy shout outs, huh? Or any shout outs. I mean, shout out to uh, Nick Harris from uh, the Firestorm Firecast. He was my opponent on turn eight and he conceded after two rounds. Well, into the third round because he was having an awful engage, but like the worst of them. So, shout out to Nick. He's a great guy, and he had a really rough time. So, shout out to Doofus, who's going to be in the Siege of Coruscant pack, even though he's a scouting drone. <laughs> shout out to uh, Daniel Athey, who's my uh, opponent against England, uh, for a game that no one should ever watch on the channel. Seriously, don't watch it, it's terrible. We're all involved. Well, now I'm going to go watch it. Oh, you definitely shouldn't, though. I, <laughs> you see, I, I just told you not to. Uh, I'll throw out Will Hagwood, because I went 5-0 against First Order, and he was the only one who got above 12 victory points against me. God damn. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Oh, JF's posting the sad, the saddest of engagements. Yeah, this those was... that engage is cursed, and it gets worse the more you look at it. Like it's absolutely cursed. Oh, like all the wires are out of shaft. Oh, raise out a rock. Oh no, it's Why worse than that. Ye... It's so much worse than that. All the wires are on two shafts. <laughs> there are two yeah. shafts there. And, There's a Y hey. on the debris as well. On oh, the, is... on the round <laughs> two, yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah, he no. clipped it. He clipped too. Oh my god, dude, that's so rough. And then, hey, why does Yeager have three strain tokens? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Incredible. Oh, As it turns out, playing like, you know, 15 hours of X-Wing in two days is a lot of X-Wing in two days. Yeah, I'm, I just want to say I'm super proud of you guys. And I was with you in spirit the whole time. I think all day Saturday I was at the zoo with my son because it was his birthday. Um, but I would I would check in on the Discord and uh, 
every once in a while to see how you guys are doing. But I was super stoked that you were able, you guys were able to make it that far and just take it home. Especially like that was super exciting, super exciting stuff. Yeah, that's my shout out too. Congratulations, Team Canada. That was that was probably super hard and uh, a big commitment. Uh, I have met quite a few of you guys in person. Uh, listeners, they're all super friendly and great players. And hopefully I can meet the rest of you eventually in person. Get some tournaments going again. But yeah, big big congratulations, guys. And thanks for coming on our show to talk about it. Yeah, no problem, man. It was fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, anytime. All right. Um, you guys can uh, hang around for a bit and chat, but I'm going to end the stream here. And thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you guys on Twitch and anybody listening to the future next time. Bye for now. All right. I ended the stream. Did you We're still recording on. Oh, yeah, I was going to say you can probably um, stop Craig as well. 